Hello, and welcome to Zap the Gender Pay Gap, the podcast series where we expose the elephant in the room. The elephant's name, the gender pay gap. I am coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee, located on the banks of the mighty Mississippi River. Nestled in the southwest corner of the state, Memphis is home to the blues, barbecue, and so much more. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. Thank you so very much for joining me for this episode of Zap the Gender Pay Gap. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. April is National Financial Literacy Month, a perfect time to bring the elephant in the room to center stage. If you recall, I created this podcast series to do three things. One is to expose the elephant in the room, to make it visible by uncovering it. Two, to disclose some pertinent facts about this elephant that were previously hidden or unknown. And then three, to determine how to dispose of the effects of this elephant in the room. In a previous episode, I disclosed some alarming facts about the gender pay gap. In the event you'd like to listen, I added the link to the full episode in the description box. So just click on five alarming facts about the gender pay gap. To refresh your memory, they are number one, that the female to male earnings ratio on average is 82%, which means that the gap is 18%. Number two, the pay gap varies by age. Number three, the pay gap is larger for women of color. Number four, the gender pay gap varies by state. And then number five, the gender pay gap varies widely by occupation. On last week's episode, I drilled down on number five, which is the gender pay gap by occupation. And you may ask why. Well, one of the reasons why is as I gathered information about my previous occupations, which were accountants and auditor and financial manager, the more alarmed I became by the results I saw. The pay gap wasn't the average of 82%, it was less at 78% for accountants and auditors, and it was much less for financial managers at 66.1%. Now with these numbers, I'd say alarmed is an understatement. So I will continue discussing the gender pay gap by occupation, but today my main focus is to examine some reasons why it exists in the first place. But first, let's set the stage. Can you guess how many full-time workers there are? In the U.S., there are approximately 110 million full-time workers. Approximately 61 million are men, and the balance of 49 million are women. And across all occupational categories, Can you guess what the three most common jobs for women are? Drum roll, one, registered nurse, two, a school teacher, specifically elementary and middle school teachers, and then thirdly, secretaries and administrative assistants. Collectively, these occupations represent 
13% of women in the full-time wage and salary jobs. Now, one of the questions I'm often asked is, so why does the gender pay gap exist? And why does it vary by occupation? Now, these are simple questions, but the answers are rather complex. The largest identifiable causes of the gender wage gap are differences in the occupations and industries where women and men are most likely to work. Two out of every three full-time worker in occupations that pay less than $30,000 per year are women, two out of three. But conversely, fewer than one in three full-time workers in jobs paying an average of $100,000 or more per year are women. Plus, even when the, within the same occupations, women earn less on average than men. So women in the workplace face a number of challenges. And today I will expound upon two of those challenges. One is unconscious bias and two is unequal pay. So let's start with unconscious bias. So there are two types of bias, conscious and unconscious. And biases, they represent stereotypes and prejudgments about people based on gender, race, age, and other dimensions of diversity. And actually, I have a course on erasing isms, which goes into great detail on this topic. And I'll put a link in the description box. But let me give you an example. I had the privilege of being in a room with Alexis Herman to hear her tell her story about her career. If you recall, she served as the 23rd Secretary of Labor under President Bill Clinton, the first uh, Amer African-American to become the Secretary of Labor. Alexis Herman was born in Mobile, Alabama, and she graduated from Xavier University in New Orleans in 1969. So with her bachelor's of sociology in hand, she returned to Mobile, Alabama, seeking a job opportunity. And again and again, she was told that the best job she could get would be as a secretary. Because you see, in those days, women could only get certain jobs, and especially a Black woman getting a job as a secretary was seen as a good job. Not to be outdone, Alexis landed a job at Catholic Charities as a social worker, and it was up from there. Later in her career, she said she'd like to find those people who told her she was only qualified to be a secretary. She said, yes, the Secretary of Labor for the United States of America. And I just love her story. Now, by definition, unconscious biases are those social stereotypes about certain groups of people that end individuals form outside their own conscious awareness. Now, this example I gave you about Alexis Herman happens to be more of a conscious bias about what women and could or could not do. But social norms influence workplace norms and the human tendency to form opinions about others without having enough relevant information about the person can be detrimental to success in the workplace. Now, I've touched on unconscious bias, but I do want to discuss the second cause and challenge, which is unequal pay. 
Now, while the concept of equal pay for equal work is enshrined in U.S. law in the Equal Pay Act, currently there is no federal requirement for companies to publish pay gap data. Now, many states are implementing pay transparency laws, but yet and still with this law being enacted in the mid-1960s, there's no requirement that U.S. companies publish pay gap data. And so guess what? Many of them don't. But bottom line, women's labor is undervalued. And most of the disparity in women and men's pay, it can't be explained by measurable differences between them. Out of the causes of the wage gap that we, that we could measure according to the research, the main contributor is, is that women are more likely than men to work in low paying jobs that offer fewer benefits. As I mentioned earlier, that two out of every three full-time workers in occupations that pay less than $30,000 per year are women, two out of three. But conversely, fewer than one in three full-time workers in jobs paying an average of $100,000 or more are women. And get this, even within the same occupations, women earn less on average than men, resulting in women earning less than men in nearly all occupations. And actually, there are only a handful of occupations out of more than 350 where women earn slightly more than their male counterparts, such as healthcare social workers. Okay, you may be asking, so what does this mean to me? Why in the world should I care? And the reason why is that if you are a woman in the workplace, you should care very deeply because there's a high likelihood you are trapped smack dab in the middle of the gender pay gap. There's an elephant in your room and it's eating away at your pay every single payday. But even if you're not a woman in the workplace, even if you're not a woman in the workplace, there's a 50-50 chance you know and care about a woman who is. Either way, the first step in closing the gender pay gap for you is determining whether or not it exists. Think about it. Even if your earnings ratio is 90%, that means you're leaving 10% on the table. And you know my motto. My motto is, women, we work hard for our money. We might as well take home all of it. I do thank you so very much for listening and for joining me to discuss more information about the gender pay gap by occupation and why it exists. I ask you to join me next time as I examine some more facts about this gender pay gap. So I'll see you next Wednesday at noon Central Standard Time for the next episode of Zap, the Gender Pay Gap. Until next time, be well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Zap the Gender Pay Gap. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow me wherever you get your favorite podcast. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.